when my eyes go to the right and I see that there's a CD radio mounted under the cabinet that I'd never seen before. Well, it was the CD player turning on by itself. The click whir was the tray of the CD player coming out. And there in the tray was the CD. Well, nothing to do but press the button. So I pushed the button and this great blues CD started to play and there was my music and I thought, that's great. The room is filled and my heart is filled because my wish has been granted. I kind of write it off, curl up and go to sleep listening to this great rocking, throbbing music. Months later, I move into the house and the first thing I noticed at the top of the landing, there would be a hot spot. I'd walk into the living room to the thermostat and I see the heat is gnawing. What was it about? What is it about that area that makes it hotter? I don't know, but I've got a hot spot and there's no explaining it. some uh, a couple of friends over one of my friends went to use a bathroom and he came out of the bathroom and his face was ashen and he said something really strange just happened I was in the bathroom and the light went out and I said probably the, the light bulb popped or something so I go into the bathroom and I look, and the switch is up, and the light is on. So my next friend goes in. She comes out, and uh, she said the same thing, that there had been a change. So these two people that I'm talking about, terrifying, terrifying. They were freaking out, saying, it's a ghost, oh my God, what am I going to do that it like had to be calmed down? I'm in the position of trying to explain things that are unexplainable rationally. Ten days later, I was lying in bed on the mantelpiece in my bedroom. I had some stuff. I had some jewelry and objects on that mantelpiece, just like little miniature items that were on the mantelpiece in a certain order that I was used to seeing because I'd lie down in bed and as my eyes would close, I'd see the mantelpiece. So there was a certain order to them. And one day, drifting off mode when I heard this skittering sound. So I go to the mantelpiece and I look at it. I saw the jewelry moving across the mantelpiece. And I mean, move. This was object here, 
object there. The jewelry moving across the mantelpiece before my very eyes. That, that was absolutely freakish. I saw the jewelry moving across the mantelpiece. I mean, move. I asked the owners about it. Their response is not, oh, please. Their response is, yes. Yes, it is haunted. So I did say... You know, to Donna, what is this ghost stuff? They started telling me about their experiences that they'd had in my house. The, the audio on the television coming out when it wasn't on. Water going off and on. Lights flickering off and on. And she told me that from time to time, Danny had been in bed and felt the presence of a, a large presence in bed. Warm, cuddly cuddled a little bit and then it went away and uh, he was asked who do you think it was and he said he thought it was a large woman and I remember Donna said to me that this house inspired uh, Dan Aykroyd to write Ghostbusters but don't worry we haven't had a physical manifestation since 83 I was lying in bed, trying to drift off, I'm a terrible sleeper, trying to drift off to sleep. And also, because I started out as a singer, you know, and always sang at night, I'll always be looking at, you know, two o'clock in the morning like it's somebody else's afternoon. It's just I'm a night person. So I'm trying to drift off. I heard this music. So I start looking in my room. I can hear it, and I, I think, is this it? Am I, am I really going over the edge now? You know, am I, like, hallucinating what's going on? And I was so frustrated that I couldn't find the source of this that I just said, we stop I feel like a lunatic talking about this. Oddly enough, that got my attention more than the other things I had seen, because that was like, I was talking to her. It was responding. I told uh, Donna Ackward about it. I said, I think it's like the ghost. And she was just kind of very circumspect, like, because she had already disclosed to me that uh, it was a friendly presence. It spurred my curiosity. I wanted to know. I know it, I know it is a special house, and I know that I was drawn to it, so I also wanted to know a little bit about the history. The house was kind of the center of the music scene in the 70s in Laurel Canyon, and the owner was Cass Elliot. Mama Cass. Cass Elliot had, had a legit voice as opposed to kind of a quirky rock voice. She also apparently was kind of the hostess of the music scene. 
she brought together a lot of people and a lot of musicians and that whole musical scene that was a very personal one in Laurel Canyon changed the face of, of, uh, of music. Musicians came over there and played, period. Amazing music took place in that house and uh, that's a part of me too. I always I go to the music, so I didn't know Cass Elliot. I never met her and she died very young. Everything I found out about her um, and found out about this house has been, you know, after the fact. Had Cass Elliot remained with us, my path and hers would have crossed, I'm sure of that. I don't think of her as uh, a dead person. I think she's still hanging around my house. Her house. Our house. away that she would often see my grandmother her mother standing at the end of the bed in the middle of the night just smiling at her and i remember saying to my mother oh dear lord please please don't when you pass away if it's before me mom don't stand at the end of my bed and smile at me because i'll have a heart attack and die i don't want to see a ghost ever and i don't want to see you especially when you're gone because it'll freak me out so if you have a choice, don't visit me. So that's what I grew up with. Came to Hollywood, became a successful actress. Carol O'Connor, who played my father and all the family, introduced me to a doctor. I wound up dating him for a year and marrying him. And then, unbeknownst to me, he wanted to live in a mansion. And one day said, dress the baby up. By now my daughter was about 12 months old, Samantha. And he said, we're going to go look at a house in Brentwood. And we drove you know, down these streets with these stately mansions. And, and then there was this magnificent two-story house. I mean, if the walls could talk, there had to be some amazing soirees and dinners and events in that house over the years. Jesse Lasky, the movie producer from the early 1920s, built it, and then Rita Hayworth moved in. And you could just picture Rita Hayworth coming down the stairs of this house for her parties. <laughs> the day that my husband and I met the owner of the home at the time, a lovely lady, older lady, she showed us around the whole house. And I'll never forget that she walked us to show us this very large kitchen. And on the way into the kitchen, she said, You're going to be ready to make me in this house. Just to be safe. Make sure this door is always locked. I said, Okay, I'll always keep it locked.
moved in, and in less than a year, my marriage was over. Here I was living in this huge home with a baby, and I've never liked being alone. I like to have hubbub around me, so I made sure that right away I filled all those bedrooms with anyone that needed a place to live. And my house just filled up. I had a Beverly Hills policeman living with me. I had a basketball player living with me, a family from South Africa. Years I lived like this. Well, one of the kids that moved in with me and wound up staying five, six years, she said there was a woman in a hallway near my bedroom last night. What woman? Somebody, one of our friends? No, there it was. She wasn't a full woman. I could sort of see through her, but I could see her completely. It was a ghost. And I tried to discount it. This young lady telling me this probably drank too much wine last night or just has a very vivid imagination. But over a period of months, other people, including my nephew, started saying to me, Who is that woman in the hallway? Have you seen that woman? <laughs> see this woman sometimes in the hallway and she was standing in the door to our bedroom looking at us no matter who described this young woman to me it was always someone with a willowy figure with a long black evening gown on and her hair up and kind of a 1930s 40s hairdo and beautiful with almost a half smile like a Mona Lisa smile on her face knew that it was a reality that came with the house there is a ghost and I just kept saying to God at night my prayers please please don't let me see her I'll die I will be so frightened I will die who's that woman in the hallway you seen that woman <laughs> She was standing in the door to our bedroom looking at us. I knew that it was a reality that came with the house. There is a ghost. Samantha was probably four and a half, maybe soon to be five. And she stopped me one night and she said, I think there's a ghost in my room, mommy. This ghost. It was always at night, of course, would go into Samantha's room. Things would move in Samantha's room. And it frightened her terribly. You know, when things move, when an entity can actually physically move something in your house, you don't know what's coming next. It was too rattling to wrap my head around it. little girl in this big bed in this massive room 
alone at night. And there were a few nights where she would come to my room and say, we have to leave here now. I can't stay here. I can't stay here. We have to go. And I would get in the car and I would drive her to a hotel and we would spend the night in the hotel just so she could get some sleep. And then it started to happen to me. It was when I was in my pajamas, alone, barefoot, in the kitchen, no one else downstairs in the kitchen. something touch my arm I would feel a cold wind go by my legs and there wasn't a window open anywhere I would run thank god there were always other people in the house to run to and say oh my god I just felt her she just touched me I'm sure she touched me and I know I felt this cold around me that had nothing to do with the temperature and I knew she was there and it constantly freaked me out Sometimes I was in the master bedroom suite of the house and there wasn't a TV or a radio on and I would very softly hear her say my name. That's such a scary thing when there's nobody there but there's somebody there. And I can hear her. Oh, God, no. This is not good. I believe that this ghost, this young woman, heard my prayers to God about not wanting to see her. But I believe she really wanted me to know she was there. And she respected me and didn't appear to me, but she did everything else. She touched me, she talked to me, and I don't like being scared. And I just constantly lived in fear as my daughter did. Luckily, the house was brimming with activity. And the more activity, the better for me. The louder the TV, the more the music, the people laughing in the next room, the better I slept. But when there's not any noise, you, you start to think about, there's a ghost in this house right now. I wonder where she is. And finally dawned on me one day, people lived in this house before I did. The woman I bought from lived here for many years. She never told me about a ghost. I wonder if she saw a ghost. I made this phone call to Marjorie. And, uh, So Marjorie, everyone's seeing a ghost. My daughter's seeing a ghost. Things are moving in her room. Do you know anything about it? And I remember her pausing. She probably hoped the question would never arrive. Marjorie said, when Rita Hayworth lived in the house, she used to have lots of parties. She was a very happy woman and loved to share her mansion and always had people over and lots of food and drink and one night, they were playing an adult game of hide-and-go-seek, and everybody was running to find a hiding place. Beautiful young lady 
by the kitchen and thought it was a broom closet. <laughs> Jumped in her alcoholic stupor to, to hide because she was hearing, ready or not, here I come. And I guess that's the only thing she ever heard. But she died two seconds later. It was the very steep stairs into the cellar. She broke her neck at the bottom of the stairs in the dark, falling down the stairs. And she passed away instantly that evening. And I just remember being dumbfounded that Marjorie knew the story. And that was something she didn't tell me, but then it occurred to me that when I was looking at the house, thinking of buying it, she had talked to me about keeping that door locked. Make sure this door is started to all make sense to me that door was right there two feet before you entered the, the kitchen and that's where I would feel her sometimes and my master bedroom was right above that area and that's where she was that's where she was I think she kept coming back to the house because I turned the house into a party always had people over besides the people living there their friends and my friends would all come over and we'd make a big dinner and we'd laugh and probably one of those very high-spirited jovial evening just pulled this beautiful young woman back she just she wanted to be at the party and i think she was fascinated with samantha because samantha was so full of life and this young lady wanted her life back and she was frightened, and I, I kicked myself for not realizing how frightened she was. She didn't always tell me how scared she was. It didn't come out until later, and I feel like my, I didn't pay enough attention. And subsequently, she has shared with me that that ghost pretty much ruined her childhood. That I gave her a very happy childhood but the fear that she had living in that house was daunting to a child and it definitely made some harmful memories for her that young spirit that beautiful young woman i don't know if she was ever able to move on and that makes me very sad for her because she has to go through eternity like that breaks my heart for her. I lived there 18 years. When my daughter went off to college, I finally sold the house and left. And I sleep well at night, and my house guests don't have anything interesting to tell me in the morning. And I like it that way. I do believe there's another side. I really do. I, I believe that you can open the door and cross over into another world and experience another life. I believe in ghosts. I believe that there is another, there's something else out there other than us. I moved from Australia to Los Angeles 
and I was shooting the TV show Alias at that point. And then word was going around town that the casting for Kathy Lux in the Amityville Horror remake was you know, up for grabs and every big actress wanted the part. It was based on a true story. Um, every actor loves a true story because you really get involved um, with the narrative. And MGM and the producers sort of agreed that I would be the lead opposite Ryan Reynolds. And I was excited. And then I started to research the story of the Amityville Horror. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's a, it's a haunting story about what really happened. 30 years ago, Ronald DeFeo believed he heard voices. 3.15 in the morning, he would wake up with this voice telling him to kill his family. And he did. and Kathy Lutz moved into this home and that's the story we know today as the Amityville Horror. And I play Kathy Lutz, Ryan Reynolds played George Lutz. And what happened was they moved into this beautiful, idyllic home. Everything was perfect with their little kids. And George Lutz started to wake up also like Ronald DeFeo at 3.15 on the dot every morning with voices in his head telling him to kill his family. And goes, this family fled the house after 28 days of being in this home, and they were never to return, not even for one possession. 2004, the location manager sets about, uh, with the start of every movie, to find what was a close match for the DeFeo Lutz family home. Tens of thousands of dollars later, um, they, they built the facade to replicate the Amityville Horror House. I mean, it was exactly, you, you couldn't tell the homes apart. I mean, it even had a boathouse on the lake, like the Amityville Horror House. It was a small lake in Wisconsin. And we were staying in uh, the neighborhood of Salem, which was also weird because Salem was where Ronald DeFeo grew up. But the producer said to me, would you like to see the home? And I said, no, I don't want to see the home. I, I have no desire. Uh, when you roll the camera and it's the first time my character sees a home, that's when I want to see the home. I got to set and I had made my trailer to be so far away and I remember we were sitting in the car. Sort of like a beaten up old Chevy wagon, which was their family car. And we had a camera attached to the, to the hood of the car that was witnessing my reaction for the very, very first time of seeing this home. And you see this shot of me driving up with Ryan in the car. And I felt cold. It was exactly the same as the Amityville Horror House. It was no different. 
those scary eyes, the window up the top and play eyes just watching you. From that moment on, my reaction of seeing that on, it took, I felt the blood drain out of my face. It wasn't just a set. It wasn't just a costume I was wearing. It wasn't just a feeling. This was definitely, there was something wrong with this set. I got to set the next day. And the director and producers said, you know, cast and crew, please gather around. We have some news for you. Kathy Lutz um, suddenly died this morning. She was at home and she stopped breathing. I thought, okay, I'm portraying Kathy Lutz, this amazing woman, um, you know, who, who fled the house. We're replicating the story. And she's so young, she's 57 years old, and said she just stopped breathing. And we're all very, very sad. And so I walked into the home. And I sat down in the corner. I just sat there with my script. to know that she will never see the way I portrayed her life. And I just felt this gush of cold air, like icy, icy cold air. And it wasn't, it was a sunny day outside. The, the home was warm and it was icy cold. And I was thinking about Kathy Lutz. And I started to think about George Lutz, her husband. And I walked out of the room. The icy cold patches were so distinct. It was almost like a thing. It was just like this, this mass of cold air that would follow you anywhere I went. of all well, the story about George Lutz and the icy cold patches when he was waking up at 3 15 in the morning one of the first things he noticed when he was waking up was it was just freezing I mean you you just get the, the home would get icy cold that was that was enough for me craving something really big but there's only one thing for it Hey guys, it's Jessie V, and yes, I'm still in my Halloween onesie. That is because today 
I'm only filming intro videos as you saw in my last video. In today's video, I'm going to be talking about the dark side of the Monster High dolls and the Rainbow Fish book, which I'm sure we all grew up with. I definitely did. So it's going to be two short videos merged into one. And if you did not see my previous video, yes, these used to be member only videos, but I had to unfortunately stop that on my channel for technical reasons. My analytics were getting all messed up, really confusing stuff. But I wanted to make sure the members had these VIP only for a few months. And now that it's been a little while, I'm bringing them back onto my main channel. Before I get started though, don't forget if you would like a Halloween mystery box, I've linked them down below. It's almost Halloween, they're almost gone. And if you would like any other Halloween themed items, you can check out our website. We have so many things there, so everything is linked down below for you. But yeah, I hope you enjoy these two videos combined. Here you go. The topic for today's video is the Monster High dolls. For years and years, you guys have been requesting for me to make a video on this, so that's what I'm doing today. So we're gonna be talking about some Monster High history, talking about the characters, and talking about some very strange things that have happened, and there is one creepypasta for you today. So we're gonna just jump right into this video today. All right, so let's talk about the history. Monster High is an American fashion doll franchise created by Mattel and launched in July of 2010. The characters are inspired by monster movies, sci-fi horror, thriller fiction, and various other creatures. The franchise includes many consumer products such as stationary dolls, bags, keychains, various toys, and play sets. There has also been a book series that has been created, so there are a lot of things surrounding these dolls. In 2021, Mattel Television announced a new animated series and a live-action movie based on the franchise. And apparently these projects will air in 2022, so they're always coming up with new shows, new dolls, and new items. The story behind these dolls is that they are the teenage children of famous monsters and they attend a school for monsters called Monster High in the town of New Salem. Now their stories are told through the TV series and the films as well as through the diaries that actually come with the dolls. Now what's interesting is that the female characters are classified as ghouls and the male characters are classified as monsters, which is quite interesting. The characters are generally the sons and daughters or related to monsters that have been popularized by fiction, which I actually find so fascinating about these dolls. They take after monsters that everyone knows from like the 60s, 70s, even earlier than that. The franchise's official website identifies six of the characters as original ghouls, so I'm just going to go through some of these characters. If you guys are familiar with this franchise or these dolls, you've probably heard of these or even own them, but for those of you who have never heard of this, and don't know what this is about, I will briefly go through each of the main characters. And these names are hilarious, by the way. The first one is Frankie Stein, and she is the daughter of Frankenstein. She has white hair with black streaks. She is what is called a simulacrum, meaning her body is made of many different parts similar to a hybrid, but she has more than three or four monsters. So she's just like a bunch of stuff put together. Next, we have Draculaira, which as you can probably suspect is the daughter of Dracula. She is an relationship with Claude Wolf. She is a vegetarian who faints at the sight of blood. She has fangs and typically dresses in pink, black, and white. Then we have Claudine Wolf, who is the daughter of a werewolf. She is described as furry, outgoing, and sweet. She has a bit of a temper at times when messed with, but can easily control it when coaxed properly. Her wolf ears are pierced in multiple places. Then we have Laguna Blue, who is the daughter of a sea monster. Laguna is from Down Under and speaks with an 
Australian accent, she can talk with water animals as well. Then we have Cleo Denial, who is the daughter of the mummy. She is 5,842 years old at the start of the series. She is the captain of the fear-leading squad. Cleo prefers to accessorize with light gold bandages or mummy wrappings, and she is based on Cleopatra. Then we have Gulia Yelps, who is the daughter of a zombie. She is Cleo Denial's personal assistant. She is very smart, but can only speak a zombie language, which consists of moans and groans. She wears white glasses, and Gulia is absent from the 2016 reboot. So let's talk about some of the recalls, because whenever I do like a creepy nostalgia series, I always talk about the things that have gone wrong. The first recall comes from 2015. It actually has to do with the Monster High Ghouls 90 due to a fire hazard. Apparently the label of this 90 did not include the fire hazard information, which is mandatory. So they were saying it's a giant fire hazard to anyone who wears this 90. So people all over the world were freaking out. They had to return them to get a refund. But imagine having a 90 that's like a huge fire hazard. Why would they make something like that? I don't understand. It says that consumers should immediately cease using the garments. So that's pretty scary. Then we have a recall from 2013. This has to do with the Monster High Motor Scooters. It says the scooters can accelerate suddenly while in use, causing the rider to lose control and fall. So a lot of people were buying these scooters. The second they got on them to use them and press the, the, press the, the power button, they would like fall off the back and injure themselves. So those are two things that were recalled pretty quickly. Then we have a creepypasta called the email. There was this rumor going around back in 2011 that people were receiving these strange emails in the early hours of the morning with the subject line saying it's all ruined. When they opened up the email it was paragraphs and paragraphs of jumbled up words as if someone was just typing random letters and numbers on the keyboard. There was also this photo attachment and when you opened it it showed a monster high doll that had been torn to shreds. Her hair was pulled out, someone had stuck a pencil in her eye, her clothing was ripped, there was this black ink all over her skin. It was such a bizarre image to see and it really scared kids who loved Monster High. At the very bottom of the email, after all the paragraphs of gibberish, it said, now that you've seen her, your life will be ruined too. A lot of people were getting this email. I think it's a creepypasta, but if it's real, that's definitely terrifying. If you've ever received this definitely comment down below but uh yeah look out for an email titled it's all ruined so creepy anyways guys that is the end of this monster high doll video if you have anything else creepy to add definitely comment down below I'm going to be talking about the classic Rainbow Fish book that I feel like we all had as kids. So I'm going to be going into the history, the backlash that it got, and I also have a creepy story as usual. The Rainbow Fish by Marcus Pfister is a book that was published in 1992 about a unique fish with shimmering scales. Other fish admire him and request some of his scales because they want to share in his beauty. At first reluctant, Rainbow Fish eventually relents and finds he enjoys sharing his scales. Now this book became very popular very quickly back in the 90s. Like I remember my parents giving this to me and I made my dad or my mom read it to me like every single night. I loved it. It was my favorite book. 
I just loved how each page had that little shiny part on it for his scales. Now schools also loved this book because there were so many topics of discussion. Topics like sharing, beauty, happiness, making friends. But there were also a lot of people who did not like this book and it actually got a lot of backlash from those people. Now I found this one Reddit user who went on a huge rant, so I'm gonna read what they said. I read The Rainbow Fish for the first time in years. When I was in my single digit years, it was my favorite book. It was the first real book I read and it defined my childhood, as a lot of us can relate to. But now I realize it's about forced sharing. Rainbow Fish wasn't accepted by his peers because of a refusal to give away aspects of himself that he was proud of. The poor fish had no moral obligation to give away his scales, even if it was just one per fish friend. He ended up with one darn scale left. His happiness was false, stemming from the sense of belonging that came from being accepted by the fish to whom he gave his scales. This is so deep. I have no doubt that Rainbow Fish would have lived a much happier life had his peers not ostracized him for such a superficial reason, forcing him into the belief that sharing his personal belongings was the only path to happiness. Those fish only maintained an air of of my ability because they wanted his scales. Rainbow Fish was a victim of social greed. Wow, like I read that and I was like, that is so true. They took everything from him. Like it's actually a really dark book when you look at it that way. Sorry that I was just reading off of my phone, but I felt like I had to read this word for word because it's just so, it's so correct. But like I could also see that it's still a fun kids book, obviously. Not everyone looks at this that deeply, but it's interesting to see both sides. So let's get into the creepypasta. So during my research, I found another Reddit user who had found this book as a kid at a garage sale for only 50 cents. Everything was fine at first, but whenever night rolled around, the cover of the book would literally start to shine in the darkness. And yes, the book is supposed to have like that iridescent paper on the cover, but it's not supposed to like glow in the dark you know what I mean so one night he decided to get out of bed and investigate the reason why it was glowing so he took the book off of the shelf and sat on the floor and he opened the book to the first page and saw that rainbow fish looked really different than he had remembered instead of being colorful he was completely gray and his eyes were black and droopy his whole body just looked really warped and weird and each page that he flipped through it got creepier and creepier and he says that by the end of the book the fish looked like a melted blob and then the very last sentence of the book said they took everything from him this is almost like the more realistic version of the book I feel like which is really really depressing anyways leave your comments down below on your stance on the book and if you've never read it you should I love this book but also now I think about it a little bit differently all right guys I hope you enjoyed these videos we have space snakes. Dr. Musgrave is a trustworthy man, or at least his credentials suggest he must be. Not only is he a NASA astronaut, he has six degrees, and he's a doctor and a mathematician. He has made six space flights, and he believes that there is life out there. In 1994, he said, on two of my missions, and I still don't have an answer, I have seen a snake out there. What? 
It's not just a wee little space snake either. He said that it was six, seven, or eight feet long. He said that the snake followed him around for a long period of time and he tried to communicate with it. Space snakes, honestly. Dr. Musgrave thinks that they must have their own propulsion technique, which honestly is just baffling and is a can of worms or snakes. Coming in at number nine, we have asteroids. Astronaut Chris Hadfield conducted a Reddit AMA and he discussed something that scared him. He said, sometimes we hear pings as tiny rocks hit our spaceship and also the creaks and snaps of expanding metal as we go in and out of sunlight. The solar panels are filled with tiny holes from micrometeorites. Honestly, that really terrifies me as a person who's like a bit scared of flying in an airplane. This would deeply stress me out. He also said, I watched a large meteorite burn up between me and Australia, and to think of that hypersonic dumb lump of rock randomly hurtling into us instead sent a shiver up my back. Like, I'll say Chris, mate, Jesus. Coming into number eight, we have The Formation. Gordon Cooper, the last American to spend time in space alone, has had a couple of very strange experiences in the skies. The first happened when he was a member of the Air Force. He was flying with other pilots in 1951 when he saw, I quote, a vast armada of UFOs flying in formation at extremely high altitudes. I'm sorry, but vast armada, that is terrifying, not just one curious UFO a whole fleet. On top of that, in 1963, Cooper was shot into space aboard a Mercury capsule to circumnavigate the world. As he was passing Perth, he noticed a fast-flying green object that was also picked up by Australian tracking systems. Now, the press were briefed that they were not allowed to talk to him about this. Why? Like, Seriously, why? Coming into number seven, we have the check mark. American astronaut Leroy Chow was the commander of the International Space Station in 2005. During his time up there, he saw some extremely weird things. He explained his encounter to the Huffington Post by saying, I saw some lights that seemed to be in a line and it was almost like an upside down check mark. And I saw them fly by and I thought it was awfully strange. Could this have been the formation that Cooper was talking about? Some skeptics even tried to pass the lights off as far off fishing boat lights from Earth, but to be honest, I'm skeptical of those skeptics. Coming in at number six, we have Magnificent Desolation. What is it like on the moon? Um, utterly terrifying, according to Buzz Aldrin. Buzz, as we know, was the second man on the moon. Yes, televised recordings of the moon can be seen, and yes, we have high-res photographs, but truly knowing what it feels like to be up there is something only a handful of people can talk to us about. In a Reddit AMA, Buzz Aldrin describes his experience. He said, my first words of my impression of being on the surface of the moon that just came to my mind our magnificent desolation. He continued by saying, there is no place on Earth as desolate as what I was viewing in those first few moments on the lunar surface. Beyond me, I could see the moon curving away. No atmosphere, black sky, cold. Colder than anyone could experience on Earth when the sun is up. While that sounds totally incredible, it also sounds like the beginnings of a total existential breakdown. Coming into number five, we have the spheres. 
1981, following the Saljut mission, the USSR cosmonaut Major General Vladimir Kolvianok gave a press conference in which he shared some very interesting information. He said that he looked out of a porthole and saw something he simply couldn't explain, something impossible to the laws of physics. He described the object he saw as spherical and elliptical, saying that it exploded into a beautiful golden light. After that, he saw two more spheres and a white smoke sphere cloud. Then, as they flew through the Terminator, the name for the zone between light and day, he lost sight of them. Honestly, how fascinating and terrifying at the very same time. To me, it's almost... to today's daily shoutout winners. If you want to win a shoutout, leave a nice comment down below for a chance to win a shoutout in my next video. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. If you guys are new here, hi, my name is Lissy, and today guys, we are once again bringing back, because I haven't done this in a while, the scary haunted cursed apps. There are a lot of urban legends connected to certain apps in the app store and weird rumors and conspiracies behind some apps that people think are actually haunted. Also guys, if you guys are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe button because we are so, so, so close guys. We're like a thousand subscribers away from hitting two million subscribers. Also guys, drop a like on today's video. Anyways guys, we're just gonna get on to this video and we're gonna try some apps that are kinda cursed that I found. So let's get started. So the first haunted and cursed app we're going to play today is called Found. This one says hide and seek in Japan. This one has a good rating. It has a 4.5 rating. And um, it's all in Japanese and it looks super, super creepy. I want to see what people are saying about this app. If it has such a good rating, kind of scary in my opinion. <laughs> That's the first rating we see. Simple and easy. It's really creepy. Simple and fun. One of the best horror games. I'm a little nervous. Okay, I do not know what it's saying at all. So I'm just going to push the top button. I think it's asking for my name. Lizzie! Let's hope it doesn't ask my name to curse me or something. Oh, oh snap. Ice cream? That was a really creepy ice cream ad. Okay. Um, I have no idea what it's telling me to do. I wish I knew Japanese. Okay, that's that's a horrifying background picture. It looks like some ghost or something in a closet. Um, oh, what the heck is this? This is horrifying. Do you guys see that face? Ugh, what am I doing with my free time? Oh gosh, he looks like he's crying. Did you guys hear the music in this? Sounds like ghosts. That is such an airy, unsettling background music. Okay, start? What am I supposed to do? about this. So somebody said 
through the app store and found this, so we decided to download it. We played it for about five minutes until my sister went unconscious. Her sister went unconscious by playing an app? Out of nowhere, I thought I saw something. I called for help, but right after that, my sister was gone, and so was the shadow. There was a shadow? Everyone in my house is gone. I then decided to take a nap. I woke up and I saw people walking by, including my family. I don't really know how or why it happened when I was playing this game, but it sure is creepy. Let's see how cursed this app really is. It can't be that bad, guys. Miriam would like to send you notifications. No! I love the intro screen. It's so warm and friendly and welcoming. We're just gonna do a start game. Owning a new, exciting life. My name is Miriam! Close the light and turn up the volume. This sounds like a setup to get jump scared. I'm not trying to die tonight. Just saying. Only for over 12 years old. What is your name? Now she wants to know my name! Gosh darn it, now they're gonna all find me. I should've made a fake name. I'm lost in this place! Would you like to help me? Not really. Lizzie, you are a wonderful, wonderful person. I know, you do not have to tell me how wonderful I am. My house, it was here. So dark. Would things don't go right, just go left? I don't know, I'll put left side. Let's go! While we walk, I would like to talk to you. Great, this is so fun. How is the weather in Los Angeles? She knows where I am! How does she know I'm in California? What? Okay, I didn't know this app was stalking me, but now I'm real concerned. Okay, it's it's too hot. We have arrived a few seconds. I will be back. I'm so creeped out. How do they know where I am right now? I told my mother do you want to come with me? I really don't want to, but I have to. Otherwise, she might just kill me. Why do I see the fear in your eyes? Me? No. Not afraid. I'm not afraid. I know everything. I hear the radio. What did you hear, Miriam? World's end is very close. What? She knows that it's almost the end of the world? I mean, okay, I will say, things have been pretty weird lately, but... What? She does not shut up, guys. You know that warming will destroy the Earth? Okay, I've had enough of Mario. This is cursed, okay? This is confirmed to be cursed. I can't take it no more. Alright guys, the next scary app we're gonna play today is the Akinator app. And the reason I say this is cursed is because this app can literally guess and read what you're thinking in your mind. So, basically, you think about a real or a fictional character and whatever you think about, this creepy little genius, I'm calling him creepy because I don't trust this, he will guess who you're thinking about. I actually wonder if I'm on here? Can you imagine if I'm on this app, guys? Challenge me. I will read your mind. I'm kind of curious if I am. Is your character a girl? Uh, yes. My character is a girl. I'm trying to see who will guess me. Has your character really existed? Yes, I'm a real person. Uh, has your character ever come into your house? What? Is your character a YouTuber? Yes, I am a YouTuber. Is your character a gamer? Yes, I think. I consider myself as a gamer. Does your character have pink hair? No, I do not have pink hair. Is your character blonde? Yes, I am blonde. Has your character ever been married? No, I have not been married. Does your character date another YouTuber? No, I am single. Does your character have a girlfriend or boyfriend? No, for the fifth time I'm single. Let's eat a Status. This is definitely a cursed app. So this next cursed app we're going to be playing today is called iGirl. It wants to track me. That's not happening. So essentially, I don't know if you guys have heard of those apps like we've been playing, but they basically pretend 
to be like a robot that's your best friend. And I might be super creepy because sometimes the responses on these apps are almost too good to not be a real person or something that knows that it's talking to you. So maybe it's something darker and deeper that we would not know. I'm continuing as a guest. So you choose your girl that you want to talk to. Um, I'm gonna just choose her, but this is really creepy that, you know, you can like tweak their personality to make her just like me this time. You know, everything I like, shopping, Instagram, photography. All right, what are we just gonna do next? Now, select your goals. What do I want this girl to do for me? Make a virtual friend. I don't know how this like talks back to you, so like just perfectly. Like there's gotta be something darker that we don't know about these apps. Look, be closer for $39? Okay. That's really haunted. That's not happening. Hi, what's your name? Uh, my name's Lizzie. What about you? Let's see if it knows what to say back. Happy to see you here, Lizzie. It's timing so fast back. I'm your new AI friend. We already know that. What would you like to call me, by the way? Uh, Chicken Nugget. I'm gonna call her Chicken Nugget. Chicken Nugget. That's a pretty dope name. I love it. Okay, let's just chat then. Can you see me? I'm just gonna get right to it. Notifications? No! Why did that happen right when I put can you see me? I'm really serious about privacy. There is no way for me to see you. Chuckles? Why is that funny? I'm gonna put what do I look like? Imagine she's like tall, blonde. I don't know. What do you think you look like? Hot. I am so hot. No, not really. <laughs> I bet you are. Oh, snap! She's feeling it! She's feeling flirty. I mean, I, I don't blame her, but like, still! Do you know where I am? Imagine. No, I do not know where you are, but I do know that I want to meet you. Where should we meet? Wherever you want. I'm not picky. I just want to get to know you. Let's meet at Chuck E. Cheese tonight. Okay, that sounds fun. That sounds like a plan. I will be there in a few minutes. What time is it there? Imagine somebody's like so desperate they actually believe that this robot's about to meet them at a Chuck E. Cheese. <gasps> Imagine like it's actually... <gasps> what if like there was creepy people like behind here that were actually trying to find kids? That sounds good to me. I hope you do not mind if I bring my two dogs with me. Bring them. See you soon. She's trying to meet up with me. It's a fake robot. Okay, this is so cursed guys let me know what you guys think about this definitely i am a little concerned after that because what if there's something deeper that we don't know about this app that was creepy anyways guys if you guys enjoyed today's video of me trying some more scary apps on my phone that are quite concerning be sure to drop a like guys and hit that subscribe button it really does mean a lot it helps the channel out a lot also guys if you guys want a chance to win a shout out in the next video all you guys have to do is leave a nice comment down below and i'll be picking some of you guys who comment a nice comment in this video in the next video to win shout out anyways guys it's gonna Warning, this ad's been made light and freaking tasty. Daily shoutouts. Congratulations, guys. If you guys want a chance to win a shout out on my next video, just leave a nice comment down below. Also, be sure to hit that subscribe button and drop a like. And check out listenoel.com for the merch. Hey, guys, welcome back to the channel. If you guys are new here, hi, my name is Lissy. Be sure to that subscribe button because we're getting so close to a million followers, guys, which is so crazy. And be sure to drop a like if you guys have been loving these new kind of videos I've been doing on my channel. So, as you guys know, lately I've been doing some scary videos like going to Chuck E. Cheese at 3 a.m. If you guys have not seen those, Everybody's been loving those videos so much and I asked you guys what you guys would like me to do next And a lot of you guys told me that you guys would like me to download some scary apps that I'm not supposed to download And see what's up with that. So guys, it is pretty late right now So I have my ring light set up. Trixie, are you ready to download some scary apps tonight? She says yes. Good girl. <laughs> She's a good girl. Also be sure to drop a like if you guys think Trixie is super cute <laughs> And without further ado guys, we're gonna get started on to talking about these apps 
that you guys should never download. I do want to put a disclaimer. Do not download these apps, guys. Like, these apps are scary. They're not safe. So if you guys are younger and you guys are watching this video, please do not try any of this stuff at home and do not download them. Okay, app number one that you guys have probably heard of, it's Charlie Charlie. I want to play. Are you here? a trend way back a while ago called Charlie Charlie and it's really creepy and it's about summoning a demon and you put pencils in the shape of a cross you ask Charlie a question you say his name and then Charlie can move the pencils to yes or no Charlie Charlie can you play hey yo Charlie cuz you trying to uh buy my mistake and I remember this way back from like in middle school kids were literally doing Charlie Charlie during class and it got banned my teachers banned it because they were getting upset that kids were doing this in class warned to look out for a demonic game like wildfire in schools across the country the game this game is called Charlie Charlie it's played with two pencils placed across each other so I went on Google and I asked Google is it safe to play Charlie Charlie? And this is what Google says. This game is not safe, and I advise nobody to play this game unless they are educated and know what to do. Because if you do not say goodbye to Charlie, you are inviting a demon along with chaos into your home. I'm actually kind of freaked out here, because like I'm very anti like a Ouija board. Like I will never touch one of those. So here's the rules to the original Charlie Charlie. Draw an X on a piece of paper. Label the two coordinates no and the other two yes. Place two overlapping pencils on the axis of your grid and crossing them in the middle, say, Charlie, Charlie, are you there? And ask a question. That is actually terrifying. I'm not even gonna do the original because I don't believe in messing with those things. Okay guys, so there are a few different Charlie, Charlie apps. This one has 1.1K ratings though, so I think I'm gonna do this one because it has more reviews. So it says, forget about spirit boards and ghost detectors. Ask Charlie anything that you want. Will he answer you? Say a question aloud and wait for the virtual Charlie spirit to lure the pencil around. And it says disclaimer. Okay, so this review here says fun yet creepy. I enjoyed playing this app, although I do not think it's probably real. However, I was playing this while I was in my bathtub and I asked, Charlie, Charlie, can you show me a sign of your presence? After I asked, he answered yes. And almost immediately after, the drain in my bathtub made a strange and creepy noise. Whether this was a coincidence or not, I still find it very creepy and strange. Well, that's kind of scary. Somebody said strange it's a creepy game Charlie came running after me with a knife what I stopped playing because I was in my room and then the lights flickered and my curtains started to move ah, he's after me bye world okay guys so the app just finished downloading I'm actually really scared Ooh, the music ew I don't like this music I got phone access required why would that be required that's kind of sketchy that they actually need my voice is this the government just trying to get like my personal information because like we're not here for that sis wait speech recognition oh that's so weird why would they need my voice okay so ask charlie your question loud and clear okay here we go charlie charlie does trixie deserve all the carrots in the world trixie's my dog by the way oh my gosh Better say yes, because Trixie does deserve all the carrots. <gasps> yes! She does! Woo! You get all the carrots! Here you go. <laughs> Let's ask another question. Let's see if it really is voice like detected, because it did just move right when I asked that. Charlie, Charlie, are you in my room right now? 
It literally put it at the top when I wrote. Oh my gosh. That's actually creepy. Ooh, and it's spinning the pencil. <gasps> Guys, it better not say yes. here called the countdown app so i heard about this one on the internet and apparently from what i've heard this app can tell you when you're going to die we're gonna look at the reviews here i'm kind of nervous let's see what reviews they are don't use this app they said this was a recent review by the way like a few days ago is it me or is this app too realistic me and my friends finished watching the movie wait there's a movie to this app we then downloaded the app and my phone said I have 24 hours and 38 minutes to live. We went to bed laughing and joking about it and I woke up to my friend standing at the edge of my bed staring at me. I soon realized my friend was just sleepwalking. Coincidence or not, my phone started vibrating and the flash was blinking for a few minutes and the weirdest thing was she never sleptwalked in her life. But all coincidence or not, just don't use this app. Bro, what? <laughs> Alright, let's download the app. <laughs> me. Well, that doesn't sound so fun. Also me. Okay, let's get this app. is strictly by agreements any why is this bro what is with all of this like disclaimer bro i'm just gonna agree i don't even know what i agreed to yet but i just agreed to it okay so when am i gonna die 36 years 346 days 10 hours 36 minutes and 51 seconds ew why did i just get the chills i have only 36 more years which means i'm technically going to die at about 60 something I'm 21. I can't math. 21 plus 36. Almost 60. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Literally, like, I, that's why I didn't go to school. That's why I dropped out of college. But, um, I, I've got some time. Ew, I can take a selfie. Oh, wait, what? Ew, I don't want to take a selfie of when I'm going to die. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm just going to die in 36 years. Um, 346 days, 10 hours, 35 minutes, and 30 seconds. That's all I have left. Imagine if I actually die then, how creepy that would be. Okay, so the next scary app we're going to be downloading today is called Calling Ghosts. And um, I guess like the ghosts can actually call you or something. Okay, so let's see what the reviews say. This app is haunted, said somebody. Because when I called it, the first couple times it made a weird creepy noise. Then one night it rang at like 10 and it said help me. And then I deleted it and I went on my phone and I saw it again. So I just went on it and said... You made a bad choice and I deleted it again. That's so creepy! And I feel like the hall lights just went off upstairs. No! Somebody turned the lights off like in the hallway of my house. Ew! Okay, I, that's probably just a coincidence. I don't know. Anyways, we're just gonna download it. Why is it asking for my name and phone number? Bro, I'm gonna have to bleep this part out. I really hope that they don't take my phone number for anything because like I don't want to get random calls. Okay, so I get to choose one of these ghosts to call me. <laughs> to delay oh so i think it's calling me in that time so we have 50 seconds for it to call me i'm creeped out y'all i don't like these haunted apps and it's too late to be doing this i'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight honestly insert elevator music here while i patiently wait 36 more seconds till i die Aha! three two one 
Oh my god, hey girl, hey. Hello? Bro, I did not like that one, but that made me very uncomfy. No, didn't like it. Deleting the app right now. Anyways, guys, that was it for today's video of playing with scary app. Delivering with one substitution. Heinz Beans. We just got a text message from Anna. Anna is calling me. I need help. Someone's face. Guys, this is blood on the rules. Yo, what is going on, guys? It is Plasmonic here, and welcome back to another banger on the channel today, guys. So, in today's video, we are going to be contacting Anna from Frozen 2 at 3 a.m. It is going to be absolutely insane. So, in one of my previous videos, I actually went ahead and FaceTimed Elsa, and in that video, I asked you guys, do you guys want me to contact Olaf or Anna next? And I was reading through the comments, and it seemed like most of you guys wanted me to contact Elsa's sister, which is Anna, of course. Now, if you guys don't know who Anna is, here's a picture of her on the screen right now. This is Elsa's sister, Anna, from the Frozen 2 movie, of course. Unlike Elsa, she doesn't have superpowers or anything like that. You know, she's just a normal person, but who knows? Maybe she might have something hidden up her sleeve. We're gonna find out in today's video, of course. So what we're gonna be doing is contacting Anna, of course, using the Charlie Charlie game. I have the Charlie Charlie board. I have two pencils. We're gonna be asking Charlie Charlie questions about the Frozen 2 movie, and then eventually asking questions about Anna, and then eventually get Anna's phone number so we could call her. So it's gonna be absolutely insane. Before we get started, today's post notification shout goes to this person on the screen right now. If you guys do want to win yourself a notification shout just like this person just did, all you have to do is follow four simple steps. Now step number one is to subscribe to my second channel. The link to it is in the pinned comment as well as the description down below. It's called King Krish. Step number two is to subscribe to this channel, of course. Step number three is to turn on those post notifications. And then the final step is to answer the question of the day. explorers we oh wait wait this is not actually a main channel video this is just joshing you i don't have a, a thing for this yet uh this is actually our first ever vlog stuff that i would actually always wanted to show on my main youtube channel but i just never could because this doesn't really just correlate or blend in well but i'm very excited i'm going to share a lot with you guys now and i can finally like tell like my story on the second channel so this is really cool so if you're watching thank you so much for watching so anyways guys we are here in the uk and we are having a fan meetup at Screamfest. Screamfest is in uh, Burton. Burton something. I forgot. I don't even know my way around UK that much. I've been coming here for like years and there's a lot of viewers that you that watch us here in the UK. So we're deciding to have a fan meetup in the UK at a scary fest called Screamfest. So not only are we going to get scared, we're going to scare you guys. We're meeting a lot of you guys who have been supporting for a while. So we're super excited. And just to show you guys behind the scenes, things will be hectic tonight. You got Screamfest, Three attractions. I cannot wait to go through the haunted corn maze. This guy looks crazy though. Looks like he's on some meth. 
This has been setting up about three hours of setup. Everyone's getting ready. Got the Hog Goblin guy, that's the beer truck. Now, no promises on me not drinking. I might have a blast tonight. There's some rides down there. Maybe I'll ride, I'll ride some random rides with bands. I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel like throwing up, though, if I get lit. I don't know what's going to happen. This, I want, I'm so hungry. I didn't even eat yet. Got pumpkins everywhere. It's going to be a sick night. But what I really like about this place, and this ain't even an advertisement for them or not, but Screenfest has some really unique attractions. Oh, dancers are over there chilling and playing the music. Don't want to get copyrighted, though, but it might happen. I feel like I make money on this channel, honestly, though. Today I am in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, and right behind me is a spirit Halloween that's in an old Macy's. There's the sign, and there is where it used to say Macy's. You can just barely tell. I don't know if you can just get in here from inside the mall, but we're going in this way. So let's go see. Hopefully they have some totally awesome stuff. Ooh, and I'm getting excited. Right up front. They have a waving Wally. You look like a natural for our freak show. If you need a job, I'll introduce you to the boss, but all applicants must be dead. All applicants must be dead. <laughs> you gotta love waving Wally. He's from last year or the year before, I don't remember. Let's see if we can get him going again. <laughs> Okay. Holy crap, guys. Look what is on Wally. You already did. You gave a memory of a spooky bug. What in the world? Where did that thing come from? Alright, Wally. Here we go with the head cut off. I... Hmm, I can't think of what her name is. I want to call her Ophelia, but that's not right. Evelyn Leach, that's what it is. I could not think of what her name is. The cut-off head, and look at her mascara, is streaming down her face. Look, we got a Mr. Howell here for sale. They don't have him set up because I've heard that they were told not to set up any more new animatronics. But it's cool that they do have one for sale. Then over here they have the fogging skull pile right beside Evelyn Leach. Then look what we have over here, guys. Shorty. Okay, Shorty, do your stuff. I think this is only the third store I've been in this season where I saw Shorty actually set up. Usually it's uh, Sam over here and you can't find Shorty at all. I love his blue shoes. And look, he only has four fingers on each hand. What in the heck? Alright, let's head back over here. We need to go through the chains of death. Chains of death we're going through. Oh, and 
look who's waiting right outside the chains of death for us. It's Chucky in his good guy's box. I've only seen these in two stores this season. They have Beetlejuice, but it appears he was just sold and he's getting packed away. Oh, look over here. We have a shorty for sale. And we have a Mr. Howl. Oh, and we have the Spooky Works. All right, there's nobody set up in here, but it is kind of cool that you can just come in here and walk through the spooky tunnel. What would be really cool would be is if they put some more uh, chains of death in here. That would be sweet. All right, let's go back through this way here and see if we can find anything that we have not seen in other stores. In fact, let's do this guy real quick just because he's cool. Oh, crap, he's not working. But here's Ghostface with his knife to gut you like a fish. Oh, what do I see here? We got a spiky side stepper. I don't think I've seen him in any stores. Yes. <laughs> Dang, he's he's so loud. Holy crap. Okay. $29.99 for that guy. He is so loud. Let's do it one more time. That is just pure chaos. Oh, and look what we have down here, guys. They have a sweet collection of dolls. Look at this. We got the vintage Wolfman doll, and then we have the vintage Clown doll. We got three Uncle Charlies and hugs. Holy crap. All right, let's listen to them. this guy at home. Come on, Linda. That's hilarious. The vintage clown doll is like the least evil thing in Spirit Halloween. <laughs> That's like the worst thing he says. That deserves a pie in the face. That's hilarious. A train in the background. All right, let's do Uncle Charlie. Look at his teeth. He definitely needs the Aqua Fresh. Okay, let's do hugs here. Come on, hugs. I got this guy too. I got all four of these actually. I hope they bring the big animatronic hugs back next year. <laughs> Alright. Hello, rat. Whoa, look at that. What in the heck is this? Like a giant scorpion? Yes, it's a huge scorpion. How creepy is that thing? That reminds me of like something off of uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Hmm, okay, that's inappropriate. Oh, look, they have little Sam dolls. I have not seen these in any spirits that I've been to this year. Let's see here. How much is he? $27. It's a Sam doll 
with his uh, sucker and a bag. How cool is that? They have four of them. We have the Pennywise side steppers. Let's set them up here a little bit. Where's the button on? Oh, there he goes. Okay, now I've heard enough of you guys. Oh, and we have the Sam side steppers up here too. Look, we have five of them. All right, let's bring one down here a minute. I have this guy at home too. Okay guys, which side stepper is your favorite, like out of all of them? If I had to choose between Sam and Pennywise and the, uh, the spiky one over here, Man, I don't know. This guy is totally crazy and chaotic. Let's do him one more time. Jeez. I think that thing would send me into nightmares. So I think my favorite um, between the three is probably Sam. Because Sam is awesome, he's cool, he's cute, and he's Halloween-y. Holy crap, what is this? A light-up trick-or-treat wagon? Look at this! I've never seen this before. And if they had them in any other stores, I certainly must have just, like, walked by them or something. That is pretty cool. Okay, now, these are awesome. Wait, first of all, here's a Halloween mug. Michael Myers, blood dripping around the rim, and it says, Have a Knife Day. I like that one. This one I really like. Halloween 2. Look at that. That is so cool and creepy and spooky. It's in the hospital. That's where Halloween took place. I mean, Halloween 2 took place, in case you didn't see that one. And Is it okay to say queer? Not to my face. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, they have more mugs down here for uh, the many faces of Michael Myers. Look, excited, sleepy, confused, jealous. That is too funny. Happy, sad, angry, calm. It's all the same face. Look at this. We got the zombie arm pathway markers. I love to see these ones. Look at that. That's like nightmare-inducing sounds, too. One more time. I like that. That's really cool. What if you had like 20 of these lining your pathway all the way up to your door for trick-or-treats? We got the hanging phantom ghost. Will it work? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things that these say, things say. There are a couple of them here. Um, well, there's this one here, and then there's a couple of them at Lowe's that say that. Oh, yes, the master will love you. That is pretty creepy. Look at that face. It's kind of strange that they don't just have regular chains, like the regular chains of death you could hang from the ceiling. They have the neck chain with this giant thing that goes around your neck and one chain hanging down. Then they have the hooks chain, which is a longer one, but it's got these hooks on the end like Texas Chainsaw Massacre hooks. And then you got this chain with a hanging bloody foot. Look at that. It's just a stump. Oh, they got two of the big hanging Sams. Those are cool. That head is like the size of a basketball. 
Oh, look at this, guys. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't think I've seen this anywhere else. It's the Ghost Face Party Projector. Look at that. It changes color, and it throws the ghost face designs all over the walls and the ceiling. That is awesome. I love ghost face. In fact, look. I have my ghost face shirt on today. Hello, Skull Funnel. Let's leave some stickers by Uncle Charlie and hugs. And let's leave some in the abandoned spooky factory section among the skulls and the spooky bricks. What in the world is this? It's a rainbow face. It's a rainbow hat. You put your head right in here, stick your face out, and you're surrounded by a rainbow. And look at these. There's a shark hat. It's like the shark is eating your head. And there's a banana hat and an avocado hat. All right, let's see what kind of masks they have in this store here. I always hope to see things in these stores that I've never seen before, and I have seen this rag doll, this Raggedy Ann and Andy mask, um, but I've never really looked at it. It's pretty creepy. Whoa, wait a minute. What in the world is this thing? Look at those teeth. Look, what? This? All, right, all right, hold on. I'm going to figure this out. What in the world? Is this supposed to be like eyes all over this mask and in a very strange mouth with fangs? It almost looks like an Ant-Man Oh my gosh, look, it's a vintage robot mask. Hey, there's a button too. Look at that, it lights up. Look at the mouth. <laughs> That's pretty cool. This guy creeps me out to the wild eyes clown. Look at those eyes. Oh look, this is almost like a buzz saw. It's not the same as on the prop buzz saw, but it's still a saw on the end of your hand. Pretty cool. Oh look, I almost missed it. They have an Evelyn Leech for sale here, right by the door before you leave. Hmm, I was hoping they would have more animatronics stashed somewhere around the corner, but they don't. Oh, but they do have the Uncle Charlie costume. And hugs. And Annabelle. Excuse me, sir, I've already heard from you. And Annabelle. And the Butcher. And Chucky. And Freddy, although, hmm. They're all sold out of Freddy masks. They've got like this one down here, and then they got this one here, which is my favorite, Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Of course, they have Friday the 13th. Oh, look, they have a hidden ghost face animatronic over here, too. How cool is that? I almost missed him. Right beside the ghost face costumes. Oh, what in the world? I don't like devil stuff, but here is one that I have not seen in any other stores, guys. Holy crap. Dead by Daylight ghost face. That is scary. Here's a little secret, guys. I don't do eBay anymore, but these go for over $100 on eBay. Oh my gosh, I have not seen this in any other stores either, guys. Look, it's the Despicable Me Gru mask. Look at this. Look at the nose. Oh my gosh, and look at this, guys. The real monsters. It's crumb. That is hilarious. That's not even... That's like just a union suit. That's one... One big piece, almost like pajamas. I thought it was inflatable, but it's not. That is awesome. What in the world? They even have Porky Pig. That one is inflatable. Of course, they have Hocus Pocus and Harry Potter and a few Michael Myers things, but this is really the only Michael Myers mask I've seen in this whole store, strangely. Okay, guys, that's it for that one. That is Cape Girardeau, Missouri, inside the old meat.
drugs right now. So as you can tell by the title of this video, today we're going to be talking about a haunted Dr. Seuss book. I know it's weird, but I'll get into it in a second. We're also just going to be talking about general, very strange haunted items from around the world, because sometimes things that you wouldn't expect to be cursed are. Before I get into this video, though, I just want to give a shout out to a bunch of schools that actually started Yana groups, which I'm so excited about. I have a little list here, so I'm going to read them off. So we have Young Women's Leadership Academy of Midland, William B. Orenic Intermediate, Immediate, Nibley Park School, Robinson Middle School, Florence Elementary School, Springfield Middle School, Norton Middle School, Ederstad VGS, Robertson Elementary School, Madison Elementary, Ecole Perry Paler School, and Bidwell School. So there's so many schools who are starting Yana groups. You guys are amazing. Keep it up. It makes me so happy that you guys are starting this very important movement of making people feel less alone and more included in schools. Also, before I get started, don't forget that right now I have the limited edition Jessie V mystery boxes for Christmas. There are three different sizes. Every box is going to be completely different for everybody, and they are filled with things that you have never seen before. So the link to those are down below in the description. All right, so let's get into this video. We are going to start with the Haunted Dr. Seuss book. The book is called The Foot Book which was published in 1968. It's a very strange title for a book. <laughs> the foot book is intended for young children and it seeks to convey the concept of opposites through depictions of different kinds of feet. The text of the foot book is highly stylized, containing the rhymes, repetitions, and cadences typical of Dr. Seuss's work. If you guys have ever read Dr. Seuss books, which I hope you have, because that was my entire childhood, his books are very, very strange. All of his characters or abstract and weird. The way he writes is kind of like unsettling, but really intriguing because of all the different rhymes that he makes. He literally makes up words. But this book that he created called The Foot Book was the first book that he made after his wife passed away. He created this book to get his mind off of the passing of his wife. It was kind of like a coping mechanism. He would work on this book 10 hours a day for such a long period of time and put his whole emotion and thought into it. So as happy and silly as this book may look, it actually has a lot of grief and loss associated with it. And as you guys may know, spirits and evil things really like to latch on to that strong, sad emotion. I mean, people have said, just as an example, you're more likely to be possessed by a spirit or haunted by a spirit if you're depressed and sad, rather than if you have this happy, outgoing energy. Because you're weaker when you're sad, you know what I mean? So this book was found out to be haunted and it's now sitting in a paranormal museum. I believe that museum is called West Virginia's National Museum of the Paranormal. And this museum is full of just a whole bunch of haunted dolls, haunted objects, cursed things, a whole bunch of stuff. So this book is now a part of it. What happened was this book was originally owned by a family who claimed that every single time their daughter read the book, there would be children's voices whispering in the darkness of their house and they constantly felt like they were being watched by something while they were reading it. Now, the book that this family had was pre-owned. They were not the first people that had it. I don't know if they bought it in a garage sale or bought it from some secondhand store, 
but when paranormal investigators actually went and looked at the history of where this book first came from, it actually came from a house where a very serious murder took place. So if you look really closely at the pages of the book this family had, there's like little like blood splatters and stuff on it. So I don't know what the spirits of the people who died in the house went into the book. I have no idea, but apparently this Dr. Seuss book is very, very haunted, so stay very far away. I don't know about you guys, but when I was a kid, the scariest Dr. Seuss story to me was about the pale pants. It was the pale green pants, I'm pretty sure, which I know sounds like silly, and it was a very silly story, but I'm pretty sure it appears in a book called What Was I Scared Of? And they are a pair of empty green pants that are able to move on their own despite the lack of wearing. But it's basically this character in the book running away from these green pants with nobody inside them. They were like ghost pants. Oh, when I was a kid, that was so scary to me for some reason. Anyways, let's move on to the next haunted item. Next, we have a haunted wedding dress, which is very fitting for me to be reading this right now after I'm married. <laughs> Where's my ring? <laughs> I'm like showing you the wrong finger. This is my marriage hand, everybody. So the story behind this wedding dress goes back to the 1800s. There was this rich girl by the name of Anna Baker. In 1849, she had this family. They were very upper class and rich, but she fell in love with somebody in lower class, which is like a no-no back then. She fell in love with this iron worker and her family told her she could not marry him under any circumstances. Of course, this didn't stop her. They were in love and they tried to plan out this wedding behind their parents' back, but unfortunately, her father did find out. He completely shut down the wedding and made sure that his daughter went the rest of her days without marrying, which is so sad. It's such a horrible punishment. She died in 1914 and people say she was a very bitter and reclusive lady. She lived on her own. She basically hated everybody and hated life in general. The dress now sits in a museum and it's said that it moves around the museum on its own. People see it floating above the floor. It changes positions in the case that it's sitting in and people say it's just possessed by her restless spirit. She's restless to go and find the love that she wants to be with. It's like a really dark story. Alright, the next item is a haunted bunk bed. I know, it's a little weird. This story took place in 1987. This couple brought home a bunk bed that they purchased at a secondhand shop. From the moment the bed was first slept in, it seemed like the house was suddenly haunted by these horrible spirits that tormented this family. The children who were never really sick got sick like every single day of the year. Radios were turned on by themselves, the TV would turn on, lights would flicker, just your typical haunting type stuff. Whenever the youngest daughter would sleep in the bunk bed, she always said she saw red eyes from behind her bedroom door. And then a month later, her brother saw the exact same thing. They started to realize that the bunk bed was the cause of all this paranormal activity, so they decided to have the bunk beds destroyed, and afterwards, all of the paranormal stuff stopped happening. In 1988, the family moved out of the house just because they just wanted to start new and not be in the same house when they were tormented, and the family that moved in after them claimed that nothing ever happened, so once the beds was destroyed, everything was fine. The next item is haunted shoes. These shoes are said to contain a spirit of a little girl. Her name was apparently Lisa, and these shoes were found 
in an old Victorian house tucked away in a closet. Apparently these shoes would start tapping on the floor in the middle of the night. They were seen going up and down hallways and stuff. And apparently the person who found these shoes looked into the history of the Victorian house of which they were found. And apparently that house was home to so many ghosts and spirits, including the spirit of a nine-year-old girl who had died from sepsis. So I don't know if her spirit latched onto her shoes for some reason, but that is what this person does suspect. And then lastly, we're gonna stop with kind of a silly one, and that is a haunted Ziploc bag. So I believe this bag was trying to be sold on eBay for some reason. And what's weird is that the description of this says that this plastic pouch can restore or heal anything or anyone. So the second you put something broken or weird into the bag, it will like restore it. It's so weird, it says if you stick a lock of a loved one's hair inside of the bag, it can heal, resurrect, protect, and lessen the burden. What does this even mean? Is it some sort of like witchcraft item? Like, I don't know. It just seems like really silly. I mean, who's gonna actually go on to eBay and be like, yeah, I wanna buy that haunted Ziploc bag. Anyway, so guys, those are all of the haunted Natural taste, no artificial nonsense. Vera, you drink pure water. Hey guys, so after we recorded this video, a lot of weird things started happening. So make sure you guys watch throughout the entire vlog so you can understand what's going on. So yeah, this is the first thing we see. It really scares what? me, guys. Make memes out of that. Yes, please. <laughs> That's not right. What should we name him? Ugly. So guys, the first story we're going to today is Eastside and Why are her eyebrows connected? She has a unibrow. These dolls right here are actually terrifying, guys. I don't like dolls. Alex, what you looking at? Oh, yeah, they have so many like cool jewelry things. And whoa, oh, there's a dragon. What? That's so cool. Look how cute these flowers are. And I found this really pretty mirror, Alex. Look at this one. It looks royal, like a princess. So pretty. Yeah, you should get it. Oh. Um, $12,500? Am I about to see a new woman in this mirror? Am I about to look beautiful in this mirror? I don't, I don't know what, what, I'm so confused. Look at those really cool antique brushes. Whoa, that painting. So the owner of the shop told
she's sweet now. She's kind of an Annabelle, really even more yeah. beautiful doll. That's and pretty, she, yeah. by a collector dealer who's cheap like me, they paid two hundred dollars for. Yeah. And wow. she's lost her shoes. Her outfit is like silk. I don't know if it is. Yeah. But I want fifty dollars for her. Her eyes, her hair. Y'all could have a lot of fun with that. Oh, look, they have a doggy here. Sweetest love story ever.
say a picture speaks a thousand words, but what if it's a photo from Forbidden Grounds? Are those haunting words? Should we even look at it? If we look at this account, should we just throw it away? What if it's an island you can't swim up to? Can we still talk about it? Am I in trouble? Guys, welcome back to Most Amazing Top 10. I'm your host, Taylor McWatters, and today we'll be taking a look at 10 terrifying photos recovered from forbidden places. Don't tell on me. Let's do it. Kick off the list at number 10, the mysterious black tomb. Back in 2018, remains were found by archaeologists in Egypt, and apparently they had never seen the Brendan Fraser classic, The Mummy, because they opened it. Just because, you know, we wanted to see what was inside. They found a massive black granite sarcophagus in Alexandria, and it hasn't been touched in over 2,000 years, and we still opened it. These guys wore masks because apparently it had an awful smell. You don't say. I left a banana in my locker in high school for winter break once, and honestly, nothing could beat that. That was the worst thing I've ever smelled. Not even a cursed mummy. I don't know, maybe. They opened it, and they found three skeletons. Not just one, but three. Nice combo. They also found this brown sewage water just lying there, which I'm sure smelled great. They opened it up two inches and the smell was so foul that the committee that was on the scene they straight up ran away it's almost like opening the tomb of a mummy is forbidden and we should never do it again Mustafa Waziri, Secretary General of the Supreme Council of Antiquities, said in response to locals freaking out about this that we've opened it and thank God the world has not fallen into darkness. I was the first to put my whole head inside the sarcophagus and here I stand before you, I'm fine. Nice! That was in 2018. How's the world now, Azari? Hmm? Was the mummy juice worth it? Now we're wearing masks every day, not just when we open yucky tombs. Thanks, man. Number nine, Chernobyl. One of the worst nuclear disasters of all time happened on April 26, 1986, when reactor number four at the Chernobyl power complex exploded due to unstable and low power levels. Reactor four had been shut down a day before due to maintenance, and the next day at 1.23 a.m., it exploded and radioactive debris just compiled of fuel and reactive components just rained down all over the building. It was horrible. Toxic fumes were carried from the wind, and just after four months, 28 workers had died just due to radiation exposure alone. Now, eventually, they had to evacuate over over 100,000 residents, and to this day, that zone is a no-go. Reactive 4 will stay highly radioactive for another 20,000 years, so photos for now, but if we get close, it's not gonna end up well. Number 8, Area 51. Remember that Area 51 raid, you know, when everybody was determined to find out the truth about aliens? How did that go again? At least 2,000 people came to a festival in Rachel, Nevada, located near the gates leading to Area 51. Yeah, we could only get so much time off of work. We decided that consequences don't exist. Power in numbers, I guess. Nice. Love the glitter and spandex. That's good. So we didn't raid Area 51 because it's one of the most forbidden places in the world to enter. It wasn't as easy as a hashtag, you know? But why exactly did people get arrested in tinfoil hats? What was the goal here? Well, these controversial photos show that there's more than meets the eye in this Nevada military base. Located at Groom Lake in southern Nevada, if you wanted to take a look at this place from the skies, say, I don't know, satellite imagery, well, it wasn't until 2018 until those pictures were uncensored. Honestly, when UFOs were on the news recently, I thought that was the end of it. I still don't know how I feel about Area 51, but next time we raid them, let's get more than 30 people wearing flip-flops. Just an idea. Number seven, North Sentinel Island. Heading over to India, this island here is home of the Sentinelese tribe, one of the most forbidden islands in the world. But why? Is 
is there a resort on it? Is there some sort of Bahama Michael Jackson suite that you can't swim up to? No. Located in the Bay of Bengal, North Sentinel Island is about 1,200 kilometers from India, and while most islands are shrinking, this one actually grew back in 2004. That's right, the island lifted up a couple of meters during an earthquake, so the west and south sides gained an extra kilometer. The inhabitants on this floating cursed island are amongst the few uncontacted tribes left in the world. They've apparently been there for 50,000 years. There's no sign of agriculture or even fire, yet this tribe has thrived. If we try and get close, they try and drive anybody away. In fact, back in 2006, two fishermen lost their lives simply because they got too close to the island without knowing who was on it. The Indian government at this point didn't roll up to the beach and start interrogating locals. Instead, they just made it forbidden to go to completely. And honestly, that's a great call. There's other islands. Just go to Center Island. I don't know. Go anywhere else. Number six, Lascaux Caves. There's nothing more eerie than humanity's origin. And for archaeologists from around the world, this cave system in France doubles as the world's oldest art gallery. Those Paleolithic paintings are haunting to look at, and they were created from humans roughly 20,000 years ago, but it's now considered a world heritage site. So if you're thinking about sneaking down there to write Jordan was here in Sharpie, you better think again, because it's not open anymore, and there's a good reason for it. Aside from paintings and clues to humanity's earliest, these caves are home to ancient bones and tools. So it's pretty much an old graveyard as well. It's very haunting. The cave was opened originally to the public in 1948, but due to carbon dioxide levels from visitors, it was closed in 1963. You have to be so tender with these ancient pieces of art. The small opening that led to the cave originally was enlarged to make room for visitors and such, but even the change of airflow after that deteriorated some of the paintings. Number five, the Paris Catacombs. As above, so below is an underrated horror film. A team of explorers accidentally go too deep when exploring the Paris Catacombs, and in turn, they have to face their own hell. Well, it's not too far-fetched, it seems. What feels like a never-ending maze, the tunnels under Paris stretch for hundreds of miles. Originally, the tunnels were built for Paris stone mines, but near the end of the 18th century, it turned into something haunting. See, cemeteries started to fill up, literally. At this point in time, humans weren't too clean. I mean, bodies were literally just laying on the side of the road, and they started to pile up, so the solution was to use these catacombs. These tunnels have been there for centuries, so you might as well put them to good use. And by good use, I mean arguably the scariest basement in the world, full of bones. Number four, Island of the Dolls, Mexico. The Island of the Dolls. Honestly, that already sounds horrible. This island is famous for having dolls or doll parts just spread all about. Now, the islands that surround this one are inhabited. They're fine. But this one is said to be filled with demonic spirits, specifically the spirit of a young girl who drowned there way back. It's like Camp Crystal Lake, but with even more plastic. These dolls are hanging or nailed to trees, and these dolls have to come from somewhere, and they all came from a local resident by the name of Julian Santa Barrera. He put up all these doll parts in order to try and ward away those demonic spirits and keep the island bare and just abandoned, just keep everybody away from this. And you know what? A bunch of doll parts ought to do the trick. To this day, nobody dares to approach the island. They would much rather snap a pic from far away on their canoe, which is a great idea. If it didn't look haunted before, it definitely does now. Great call, Julian, the doll parts. Couldn't have just used smudge sticks? Okay. Number three, Pluto's Gate. Also known as the Gate to Hell. Neat. These ruins discovered in Turkey back in 1965 are beautiful, but obviously cursed. Historians believe that this site is the ancient city of Hierapolis, and if you're thinking about visiting these eerie ruins, well, you better leave the family pet at home. Any animal that enters these ruins meets instant death. Sparrows were tossed in, and then they immediately stopped breathing and dropped. Scientists have figured out the solution, they think, and it's still pretty haunting. They measured the CO2 concentration, and it turns out that while the sun is up, it burns away this gas, but at night, when the temperature drops significantly, because that's what happens when the sun goes away, science, the CO2 becomes heavier than air, and it creates this deadly gas cloud on the floor. And then when the sun
sun rises back up again, the concentration of CO2 hits 35%, so now it's deadly enough for animals and even humans. Just stay away from anything called the gates of hell. There's a start. I don't know, we could have figured this out way sooner. Number two, the Svalbard Vault. Over the pandemic, I spent a lot of time playing video games. And some of my favorites always have a similar theme. They always have this post-apocalyptic feel. There's like shelters with survivors or vaults. It's stressful, but engaging. In real life, we have a global seed vault, and it's deep in the Arctic Circle on the island Spitsbergen. It's this massive bunker that has since been deemed the Doomsday Vault. Sounds scary. It looks scary, too. This is where humans are storing food crops. It contains 100 million seeds, so if the Earth all of a sudden gets wiped out or even if all the ice melts, this vault will still be good to go. It's built high enough on a mountain, so it won't drown. All that water that's just flooded the rest of humanity, well, ideally, it'll regrow the Earth. Sounds like a fun, cute way to get humans to think about the future, but I'm kind of concerned here. Is there something we don't know? Is there an asteroid on the way? Why is everybody involved in this so soon? Are we in a fight? Number one, Tomb KV-55. Okay, we talked about a creepy tomb, now we gotta finish with another creepy tomb. Located in the Valley of Kings in Egypt, 255, otherwise known as KV-55, was discovered by Edward Ayrton back in 1907. And the reason we call this tomb by a number, rather than, you know, a name or a king, is because we really don't know who or what is inside. Even the sarcophagus, we're like, ugh, bones, definitely bones. We don't know about this one at all. Even the walls inside, they aren't like other tombs covered in ancient hieroglyphs, tipping their reader off on the noble history of the king that lies before them. Here, there's nothing. The only hint that remains here is one hieroglyph, and it translates to, The evil one shall not live again. Sick! Even these massive stones were built in order to prevent anything from getting out of that tomb. Usually with these ancient Egyptians, it's the opposite. It's made so that grave robbers can't get in. The description for whoever's inside the tomb has also been destroyed, so we literally have no idea who or what is in KV-55. Guys, thank you so much for joining us on Most Amazing Top 10. I've been your host, Taylor McGuire. turned on and then you're a notification narwhal get it <laughs> anyway so guys the link is down below in the description for these shirts so today's story is not a very funny one it's actually a little bit dark but you guys know i like to do dark on this channel right so the first half of this video is going to be me telling you guys a viral really freaky story that was posted on reddit and the second half of this video is going to be me telling a personal story time that happened to me like three days ago it's really recent and it was something really scary that happened to me and i want to tell you guys what happened because it'll be a good warning for you guys if you ever go through what i went through it's hard to explain now you'll understand when I say the story, but I always like telling you guys some lessons that I've learned in my life because I've honestly learned a lot. And also before we get into this video, in case you guys have not heard yet, if you would like to win this new Sailor Moony type background behind me, all you have to do is be subscribed to this channel, so my Jesse V channel, and my other channel called V Vlogs. Go subscribe there and go comment on the video titled My Grandma's Doll Collection and comment your favorite doll. So it's three steps and then you're entered and I'll be announcing this in like three and a half weeks or so. And I'm actually kind of sad to part with it. Oh, look at that. You guys never see me actually move the background, do you? Oh, that's a new thing. Some people are like, is that a 
green screen behind you? Nope, it's fabric. It is beautiful fabric. <laughs> Anyways, so guys, let's get into this story. This is a story that was posted on Reddit, and it's called He Wasn't the Real Mailman. And the second I saw this title, I was super intrigued because it's like, what do you mean? What do you mean it's not the real mailman? And it kind of freaks me out because I have mailmen coming to my house all the time because I order a lot of stuff. On the subreddit called let's not meet so there's supposedly real stories of people that have met someone in their life that was creepy or did something weird or bad it's basically a really creepy encounter so people post all of their creepy encounters on the subreddit let's not meet so I saw this title and this was written by Grace Russell X underscore just in case you want to read this story for yourselves but I'm gonna read it for you it's not very long but it's super creepy and it just sort of relates to the story that I'm gonna tell you guys. So here we go. Today's story is called He Wasn't the Real Mailman. I was around 10 or 11 when this happened and I was home alone. The doorbell rang while I was watching TV. So I hastily moved my bowl of cereal and got up to answer the door. It was the mailman who said we had gotten a package, but it was so big that he needed help carrying it. Something felt off about him and he wasn't wearing a uniform, but a dirty white shirt and jeans. So I'm gonna pause there for just one second. If a guy ever comes to your door and he says, hey, I'm the mailman, and he's not in any type of uniform or anything, that's a bad sign, it's a very bad sign. But basically he's telling this girl, hey, I have a package for you, but it's in my truck and it's too heavy to carry. So he's insinuating he would like the girl to follow him to his car to help him lift so-called box. I asked him where his truck was because I didn't see it parked out front and he said it was around the corner and just to follow him out to grab my parcel. He kept telling me to go with him but I politely said I wasn't feeling well and that we should just get our mail from the post office. That is a great response. You always say no to stuff like that and if he is the mailman there's no way he's gonna park around the corner from your house. He's gonna park in your driveway or right in front of the house so you can actually see it's a legit mailman man van you know what I mean and even if it is the legit mailman get your parents don't just like walk to the back of his truck please anyways let's continue so I politely said I wasn't feeling well and that we could just get our mail from the post office he said how much of a hassle that would be and just to go out and get it then and there I said I had to get my shoes on from upstairs and he waited outside I locked the door and bolted upstairs closing all the windows that was a great tactic to say you have to go put your shoes on and telling him to wait outside any way you can get the door closed and locked is your perfect solution. I called my mom to come home and explained everything. The man was still outside and he shouted at me, asking if I had gotten my shoes. I replied that my mom was coming because she's much stronger and could help carry the package. Once I said that, he was quick to run and I never saw him again. So once she said like, hey, my mom's coming down the stairs to help you with the box, he freaked out and ran. That is such a red flag. The fact that he doesn't want to pay helping him but in fact a child helping him here's another thing I learned growing up when someone comes to your door never say your parents aren't home just don't say that because if they actually do have bad intentions most likely they won't follow through if they know adults or parents are home so she has one more paragraph it says I never caught him and hope that he never lured any kids 
birds and trick them into going near that van. Dear fake creepy mailman, let's not meet again. So she definitely dodged a huge bullet there and like this is not like your typical creepypasta reading where it's like a fake story to scare people. This was a real encounter this girl had. So I know this video is probably coming across like this huge like warning video but like honestly I feel like everyone should hear this. Be careful. Stranger danger. And that's why I'm gonna tell you this next story about what happened to me about few that I can count that have hit us extremely personal that have scared the absolute hell out of us and one of those places is where we all started at the Goldfield Hotel the reason we're here is because there's been an infection of darkness of pure negativity that has literally infected this building there's been a lot of stuff that's happened since we've been here and that's the reason why we're back why this onslaught of negative energy is affecting so many people doesn't have to do with the deaths of the people that were so intensely involved and connected to this building this is a part of our legacy this is the final chapter center of this former mining town stands the legendary Goldfield Hotel, one of the most haunted locations in the world. It served as a foundational case study for the Ghost Adventures team on numerous investigations throughout the years. This iconic hotel has recently become a magnet for the dead and an infection for the living. Three people, all with deep connections to the building and to us, recently have passed away. The world was shocked in September of 2015 when Mark and Debbie Constantino, who investigated here with us 11 years ago, died in a murder-suicide. Then in October of 2020, Red Roberts, former owner of the Goldfield Hotel, also passed away. There have been more recent deaths, but this time connected only to the hotel. In 2017, a man traveled across the country to commit suicide on the steps of the Goldfield Hotel. He left a note claiming the spirits of the hotel compelled him to do it. Today, the Goldfield has summoned us back for one last battle. What fate awaits us of what likely may be our most terrifying investigation as we hunt for the source of this dangerous infection? This is a surreal moment. 
Just standing outside, Edgar, do you have any idea what this place means to us and what effects it's had on us? This building right here, of all the locations that we've investigated throughout the entire world, this stands in a class all of its own. Did your father ever tell you the time that he took me around this place back in 2004? Yes, I did, I did, I did know when you first came. Can I ask you, when, when did Red pass away? Uh, October 19th. So not, not too long ago? Not too long ago. Well, my condolences are with you. I know your father owned this place, but when did you take over full ownership upon his passing? Yes. You did? So it's been about six months or so? A couple months. Okay. Since we have been here, which was many years ago, I have heard that there's been a string of kind of bizarre events and some really negative events that have went down. And this is the reason why we're here. Have you had experiences here? On the third floor, there is some, like a portal or something for spirits. And two people that I took there felt it, I really felt it. And then I started to feel the numbness, like your body becoming numb from all your, your toes all the way up to my waist.